0: What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the
1: postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday and welcome back. Yes, happy Tuesday and also happy December First, It is officially December. We have made it to the last month of 2020. Who would have thunk? Not me.
1: I know. So I can't believe this year is almost over. It feels like it's been 50 years, but also like a blink of an eye at the same time because literally nothing happened, but also everything (laughs) happened. You know, one of those. Yeah. Um, So since we're in this final stretch of 2020, we thought that we would make a master list of our favorites from this year. Um, so I think, I mean, these are things that may have come up like in our favorites, in our episodes, like in our segments, but there's a lot of new stuff too. Like, it's not just like a compilation of every favorite we've said. It's like a new list.
0: Yeah. And we went about it by like categorizing them. So we're going to go through several different categories so that you guys can follow along. So these categories are beauty, makeup, and skincare. We lumped all those together because that makes sense. Clothing, jewelry, and accessories, food and drink, lifestyle, tech, podcasts, influencers, movies and shows, books, and activities and hobbies. So yeah, a little material stuff, little content, kind of just across the board favorites, what we've been loving, what's been helping us really get through this
1: absolutely atrocious year. Yeah. And before we do that, we are going to read another five-star review. If you're confused, we read all of our five-star Apple podcast reviews on the air. So this one is from Lil Loves Podcasts Now, which I suspect is Kylie's college roommate, Lily. Um, so she wrote, five-star eyed emojis worthy. Absolutely love listening to this podcast every week, not only because it is super relatable, but also because it's a great way to keep your mind moving without having to think too deeply. I choose to listen to it when I go on walks outside and it helps me tune back into my life outside of work, which, as you mentioned in the pod, is super important to do for yourself. So thanks for that, Lily. It's a big compliment to be five star-eyed emojis worthy. Yes.
0: Lily is always texting me about the episodes that she's, like, listened to, um, so it, like we've said, we love hearing from any and all of you about what you like about the podcast, what you want to see on the podcast. So definitely leave us a five-star review, write us a little note, DM us at any time. We'd love to hear from you guys. It seriously makes our day.
1: Definitely. And if you have any feedback that you would rather deliver in an anonymous fashion, we also have a suggestion box as well. So now that we're done with that, we're going to get into the segments, but we are only doing a week in review because we thought doing a favorites portion of a 2020 master favorites episode was like a little bit redundant. So let's hop into the week in review. So, this week um is my birthday. My birthday's on Thursday of this week and we're recording on Monday, so a couple of days away. And I just wanted to chat about like birthdays and birthday expectations because I feel like I am someone that like really loves birthdays, like other people's birthdays. I really value them. I feel like it's the only day of the year that's like entirely yours and I always put a lot of effort into people's gifts and like trying to make sure they feel special, doing something with them that day. Like I have always been of the belief that like, I think your birthday gift should be like more special than your Christmas gifts, like things like that. That's just how I feel about it. And I feel like throughout my life, I've I've, like had groups of friends that like weren't the same way or that used to really hurt my feelings because I, it's almost like a love language thing. Like I valued birthdays so much that I wanted everyone around me to value my birthday just as much. And because of that, I put heavy like expectations on it. I always put so much pressure on the day that I feel like no matter what I would end up disappointed in a weird way. And so I feel like this year is a good lesson because I'm literally not planning like anything for my birthday. Cause like, what are we supposed to do? It's like 30 degrees out every day. It's not even like you can even eat outside at a restaurant. So I'm literally putting like zero expectations on my birthday this year. And like, it's very different for me, but I feel like it's kind of like freeing, um, just to know it's like going to be like any other day. And like, maybe I'll get takeout from like my favorite restaurant or something like that. But Yeah. I just wondered if anyone is like that too. Like I am like so obsessed with people's birthdays and literally will like, I don't know, craft them stuff. Like I love birthdays, but like I'm starting to come to terms with like, not everyone loves birthdays. And that doesn't mean that they don't love you or like appreciate you. It's just not something that they grew up like being super into, if that makes sense. So yeah, I'm just trying to like shift my mindset on that, because I feel like I would always be disappointed every single birthday for, like, no reason. Like, I would have perfectly fine b- days, but, like, I just had such such high expectations that nothing would ever fill them. I don't know. Is that normal?
0: <laughs> no, I think that's normal. I would definitely say I at least have an expectation that, like, the world will revolve around me for, like, 24 hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, like, I don't mean that in, like, a wicked,
1: like, selfish or self-centered way, but, like... No. But it's like, that's how I, that's how I treat other people on their birthday. Yeah, yeah. You know, so.
0: Yeah, and I feel like some people are very, like, not birthday centric. And I think I went through kind of a similar issue with you of realizing, like, okay, not everyone's going to, like, treat birthdays as this big extravagant. Again, some people have the exact opposite view as you, where they think Christmas is the big ta-da and birthdays are, like, smaller. And honestly, that's kind of how I grew up seeing it. And especially I'm a middle child. So like, we all know how that went. Birthdays weren't exactly like the end all be all. My parents were (laughs) very nice. Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't like a big thing because we had five birthdays rolling around throughout the year in my family. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't think you're abnormal for feeling that way by any means. So I think that's pretty normal. But my birthday this year, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Anya and I got um, dinner at one of our favorite wineries. Anya got me a really sweet gift that I'm actually so obsessed with she hand embroidered me a Harry Styles sweatshirt it says treat people with kindness with like a rainbow and she literally handed it so when she says she goes all out for birthdays she <laughs> actually legitimately means it I'm so obsessed with that sweatshirt but definitely I think a combination of it being a pandemic and us just getting older
1: yeah that's true it's too. like ugh, it's coming at such a bad time also before um we switch over I wanted to like timestamp this day that we're recording because today um, the Moderna vaccine was announced and like how promising it is that it was like 94% effective in their 30,000 in person trial. So I think that – it's very promising. I mean, who knows? We maybe we listen to this in six months and be like, lol, like we were naive, um, like we do with everything during this <laughs> pandemic. But, yeah. Um, I just wanted to document that because I think hopefully a big um milestone in this pandemic. And also, weird flex, um, the company that I used to work for is under the same, I guess you could say, like, umbrella as Moderna, because there's this venture capital firm called Flagship Pioneering that like founds a lot of these biotech startups. And so Like, we had some mutual contacts and stuff like that. So, I'm like very proud of them and like happy to be from the Boston area that's like doing such crazy innovation right now. So, yeah, yeah, just wanted to highlight that before we switch over to. For sure. I'm hoping we can't take any more surprises.
0: So, I'm hoping we're not going to sound naive a few months from now and that this is the the start (laughs) of an uphill trend, but. (laughs) Or an upward trend. So my weekend review is pretty simple. You know, your girl's been doing a lot of homework. That's just the the truth of the matter. We're getting into finals, but that, my friends, is not stopping my Christmas joy. I watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which is the Jim Carrey version, just to be specific. And that is my favorite Christmas movie. Anyone who doesn't like the Jim Carrey version of this movie simply has no taste, and I stand by that. <laughs> It is so funny to me. And just, it, it's my favorite movie this time of year. It's what gets me into the Christmas spirit. So I watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I decorated my room. I put up my little tree. And we're just, it's December 1st, people. Christmas is here.
1: You're not wrong. I really don't have a strong opinion on the various versions of this movie. I always, <laughs> I think I was like creeped out by the Grinch when I was younger. And I just like, I was never really got past it. Like, he still kind of gives me the heebie jeebies. Like, I don't know. So, no, I also, I,
0: we used to have uh, the Jim Carrey version on VHS, not to date ourselves. Um, And I made my family hide it in my brother's closet because the like image of the Grinch freaked me out (laughs) so much. And then at some point, I don't know when, but at some point I just like put my big girl pants on and I watched it
1: and I was like, this is actually so funny. And, you know, the rest is history. I feel like my Christmas movie of choice is The Polar Express.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. A classic.
1: Anyway, so without our favorites, I think we're moving right into our master favorites list. So let's go ahead. So kicking off the beauty, makeup, skincare industry. I- my first one is, I don't know if it's Batiste. Batiste? I say Batiste. 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 The Batiste dry shampoo, I feel like this is pretty much a staple for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this year specifically, I've been using way more dry shampoo than in the past because I feel like, you know, quarantine is like a good time to train your hair to not get greasy fast between washes and whatever. So, you know, do a little spritzy spritz of Batiste dry shampoo. You're golden. (laughs) My first beauty favorite is the Revlon
0: dryer brush. I'm pretty sure this like blew up on TikTok. It's supposed to help like when curtain bangs were like all the rage, it was supposed to help give you like a nice blowout. I don't have curtain bangs, but I really like it because it takes literally forever for my hair to dry. My hair is drying right now, actually, and I'm not using a brush. Um, But this dries my hair faster than any blow dryer I've ever used. And it helps like straighten your hair as you go along. So I feel like it's nice because you don't have to blow dry and then go in with extra heat from a straightener. It's kind of a two in one.
1: But yeah, I love it. I did put it on my Christmas list, so we'll see yeah. if someone comes through with it. Santa. I know. If you're listening. Santa. <laughs> um, so my next one is the Glossier Lid Star line. So mm-hmm. it's basically an eyeshadow in a lip gloss tube, which sounds really weird, but <laughs> I am like literally obsessed with these. I used to actually not like eyeshadow on myself. I used to actually prefer the way I looked without it until I bought these, and I literally wear them every day. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to live without them. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. I get so many compliments. I'm obsessed with this product. I think it's like it's like my actual staple now. Um and so the Lidstar ones are like the shimmery ones and then they also just came out with I forget what it's called, Skywash maybe. They came out with like a matte version which I haven't tried yet, but my favorite shades to get are Cub, which is like a rose gold kind of copper, and then Slip, which is like a baby pink. And I literally swear by these best things ever so pretty highly recommend if you're gonna try one glossier thing this is what I would suggest you try honestly wow yeah I have yet to try these I really should <laughs> try they <laughs> also last forever like I've had the same yeah. tube for so long like I feel like I should probably throw it out because like it might be technically expired but like I I love 10 out of 10 this product
0: all right you heard it here first So my next favorite is the Trader Joe's hair oil. It comes in like a turquoisey bottle and it's just really good for out of the shower. I find it helps keep my hair soft and less frizzy. Um, And you can apply it to wet and dry hair, I'm pretty sure. So if your hair is like getting uh, frizzy or you get like flyaways throughout the day, you can put a little bit on. It doesn't make your hair look greasy because I found that some hair oils like can very easily make your hair look greasy and obviously that's not ideal when you've just washed your hair um and I mean it's available at Trader Joe's so you're going grocery shopping you want smooth silky hair
1: pop it in the cart move on also like that my next one is getting my eyebrows professionally tinted if you I mean I was gonna say if you know me but like if you know me you might not even know this I have like very 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 light eyebrows for my hair color like my hair is arguably like it's like dirty blonde maybe even light brown you would say Mm -hmm. but my eyebrows like I have the eyebrows of someone with like platinum blonde hair for like no reason (laughs) so I have to fill them in every day or I just have like no definition in my face and it gets pretty exhausting because it honestly is the part of my makeup routine that takes the longest I think yeah so this year I started getting my eyebrows tinted and it's not very expensive in my experience I think one place that I went to it was like $18 another place it was like closer to 20 but if you get your eyebrows threaded, it's like you might as well just throw it in. And um, I know you did it off after my suggestion. And I don't know if it was yeah. as like life-changing for you because you have dark brows anyway. But for me, it's like such a game changer and it saves me so much time. It'll last like four to six weeks. So yeah, I would highly recommend if you are a light-haired gal like myself. It I, it wasn't as game-changing for me, but it definitely like gave me a little
0: pep in my step. I was like, I feel like I look more put together.
1: Yeah, like you can wear no makeup, but
0: still have like a nice framing to your face and whatever. So my last beauty favorite is honestly any of the Ordinary or CeraVe products, especially the ones that are recommended by Skincare by Hiram. I know I feel like everyone on TikTok and YouTube knows about Skincare by Hiram. But seriously, when I was using these products religiously and before I had my nice little allergic reaction, my skin was like in the best shape it's ever been. I just felt so like glowy and like I really felt like I could not wear makeup and like still look presentable. Um, So specifically, I use the niacinamide serum and the peeling solution, the one that looks like blood um, from The Ordinary. And I use the CeraVe foaming cleanser, their salicylic acid cleanser, and their daily moisturizing lotion. And I highly, highly recommend.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree on the niacinamide and the peeling solution. Um, I also like the squalene is that mm-hmm. how you'd say that? Squalene? I think so. The Squalene cleanser. Um, and I also have the hyaluronic acid moisturizing factors or whatever it is. But I just the ordinary in general is like such a I feel like they really like democratized skincare. Like yeah. they they really like brought luxury skincare to like a more affordable level and it's like very no yeah. fuss. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no fragrance, like it's very straightforward. And yeah, yeah, I really like them as a brand. Would highly recommend as well. For sure. My last one is the, I don't even know what to call this, but if you guys have probably seen it, it's like when you take a robe, like tie, and you put it on top of your head and then you wrap your hair in it to make curls and then you sleep like that. Um, I feel like this is just a game-changing, no heat curl method because the only thing I ever knew how to do before was like those curls that are like the curlers that suck to sleep in. Or braids which gave you waves not curls so I feel like this is such a game changer and it even works with my short hair which is kind of surprising so if you haven't tried it or you have no idea what I'm talking about I guess just look up like robe tie no heat curls (laughs) perfect yeah I would yeah highly recommend yeah I
0: I haven't tried it myself but I can attest that Anya's hair looks really good when she does it so I should try it I need to break out my robe So that was everything for the beauty and skincare section. So moving into clothes, jewelry, accessories, I wanted to talk about those claw clips. I think that's what they're called. Anya has one in right now. Um, But I feel like this trend blew up and everyone Mm -hmm. was just wearing their hair in a claw clip. And I'll tell you what, doing my hair is my least favorite part of getting ready. Like I just dread it every single time because I have really thick and like unruly hair at times and I just don't feel like doing it. Like if I'm going to do heat on it, it takes literally forever unless I'm using the Revlon brush. Um, but on days that I don't feel like using the Revlon brush, I feel like I can just put my hair in the claw clip and I look cute and trendy without even really trying. Like my hair underneath does not look good at all by any means, but it looks cute in the clip. So highly recommend for my, my lazy hair girls. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I like these a lot too. I'm wearing one now as Kylie said. And I also like the small ones like mm-hmm. there's ones that are like teeny tiny claw clips. Yeah. And I like those to do like a half up half down with my shorter hair cuz there was yeah. a while where I couldn't use a claw clip and even right now I have pieces fall out, but um when I first got my haircut, I could only use like the tiny ones. So, yeah, I really like that that trend has circled back around. Thank you yeah. 90s. Thank you 90s. My next one is button up cardigan sweaters that you wear as tops. I think you would know what I mean, right? Like the types of cardigans that like your grandma would wear that are like sort of cropped. Like they're not the long ones. They just have like, (laughs) usually they're like Argyle or something like cable knit vibes and then a little button down the middle. I just think they're cute. I think they're like a fun cousin of the regular sweater. (laughs) And I think that you can wear one with like jeans and look pretty put together. I'm enjoying that trend. I think I've thrifted like six of these in the last two months so they're also really easy to thrift
0: yeah for sure my next kind of favorite from this year has been knee-high boots I will say that for a while I strayed away from knee-high boots because they gave me kind of like horse girl vibes I wore them a lot in like middle high school and then I was like that's actually not it Kylie you look like a horse girl so I said no more no thank you but They've since resurfaced, and I especially like them with, like, a dress. Like, I feel like knee-high mm-hmm. boots, black tights, a dress, and a nice coat. That's, like, a look. I haven't quite figured out how to do it with jeans without it being, like, super horse girl. Sorry yeah. if you're a horse girl out there. I'm really not trying to <laughs> rag on you, but it's just the truth. Equestrian energy. It's, yeah. It's not thing. thing. Um, but the ones that I have are, like, that, like, crocodile Print and they have a slight heel to them. So I think that helped like elevate to more like New York City chic as opposed mm-hmm. to like, equestrian style.
1: But yeah. I highly recommend. I feel like I struggle with knee high boots this year because this is the year that I stopped wearing skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. And if you don't wear skinny jeans, like what pants do you wear with knee high boots? So I've seen
0: some people do it with like straight leg jeans. And here's the thing, I don't think I have that big of calves. Like, I think I have relatively average (laughs) sized calves, but I cannot fit all of that jean with the boots. Like, they physically don't zip. And I'm like, how are these people doing it? Like, we have the same size calves. (laughs) So the jeans are supposed to still tuck into the boots? Allegedly. You could also do, like, a baggier jean and make it look like a booty that's underneath. Or, like, I've seen, like, midi skirts where it yeah. like cuts off. I like that look too.
1: It's the year of the small shirt, big pants for me. I don't know. For about sure. You. <laughs> so yeah, you guys know it's either small shirt, big pants or big shirt, small pants. Yeah. A hundred percent. So this year was small shirt, big pants. Next year. Who knows? <laughs> um, my next one is, this is like kind of a twenty. 20- 19 trend i recognize this but they're still my like absolutely my most worn shoes and it is the fila disruptors and these are the really really like chonky (laughs) like dad shoes from fila like the chonkiest (laughs) and i love these i don't even care what everyone else says i wear these to work i wear these to the grocery store i literally wear these like every day they're so waterproof they're so nice huge fan i think they look cute with everything like literally everything I love them I think they're cute with like a dress if you like want to contrast that look Mm -hmm. or like since I wear um big pants I think they like look fun (laughs) that way too I just love these and I'm gonna be sad when they go out of style I mean I feel like they're already kind of out of style but I don't think so I recognize that it's like gonna be kind of a cringy trend to look back on but I love them right now and I have for like the past two years yeah she like I don't remember the last time you weren't wearing them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I like. I also hate shoe shopping. I know you disagree yeah, with this. I know you like shoe shopping. I really like, do. I hate- shoe shopping is like my least favorite type of shopping to do. So once I find a pair of shoes that works for me and the size that works for me, I just reorder over and over.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is where we differ. I could shop for shoes till the end of time.
1: But moving out of shoes,
0: I had to put this on here because as I've talked about before, Tess Christine is one of my favorite YouTubers and she came out with a clothing line. And I ordered a jacket from that line. It's like a, it's a longer coat. Like, I don't want
1: to say trench coat, but like, it's like past the waist before the knee, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Past the waist before the knee. It comes with like a nice little belt. It's supposed to be like a jacket dress where you can like tie it up and button it up all the way. And it's long enough to like cover your butt and everything. Or you can wear it more open or just with like jeans or something as an actual jacket but I just think it's so cute. I'm so upset that I don't have more instances where I can be wearing it right now. Like I'm so excited for the day I get to like step out on the town in this little jacket. Mine did come broken. The button on it was broken, but I will say that their customer service was number one, so fast. They have like an email service, which made me nervous because email service is always so slow. And when I tell you that like, The issue was resolved within 30 minutes of me sending the first email. I, like, couldn't believe it. And they were just super, super nice. I ended up keeping the jacket. It was a button that was broken, so it wasn't, like, it made it completely unwearable. Um, But they ended up refunding me part of my money to, like, reflect the damages, which I thought was really awesome. So can't recommend the jacket enough. Can't recommend the brand enough. I just like it. I'm a fan.
1: I don't know if you said it's black leather, but oh I feel yeah, it's like it a trend right now. Not like the cropped leather jackets anymore, though. I feel like those are like those are like canceled, low key. Like I don't yeah. know what day that we decided those were not a thing anymore, <laughs> but we all just collectively did. Like I feel like no one goes for those anymore. It's all the longer yeah. ones now. Yeah. Um. So my next one, it wouldn't be 2020 if I didn't say cute masks. I yeah. feel like if you gotta wear them anyway, might as well get some cute ones. Um. I know that like. Maybe they're not as technically virus-proof as like the N95, but if you feel safe to wear them and like you can layer, I've layered my masks a bunch of times like with a disposable one and then a reusable one on top. Mm -hmm. I actually saw a post in my sorority Facebook group today. We have like um, a Facebook group that alumni can stay in and just gets, like, random questions put in it, and someone asked, like, recommendations for the best masks, and I don't have any from this brand, but, like, three different people said it, so it must be good. Athleta, if you guys know, it's kind of like Lululemon. Um, Apparently, they have really good masks, like, very comfy ones, and then I have ones from Kitsch. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. how you say it. It's, like, the scrunchie brand, K-I-T-S-C-H, which I also really like. I think they have really cute designs, and then I've also had good luck just, like, TJ Maxx and like weirdly Joanne's. I went the other day. They had some. So yeah, I just feel like if you're still wearing like only the disposable ones or like just black ones, it kind of just like helps to have some cute ones, help boost the mood a little bit. I don't know if I'm on the seasonal mask train. Like Mm -hmm. I've seen a couple like autumnal and like wintry (laughs) masks and I'm like, all right, like let's hope we don't need those like for next year. You know what I mean? Like I (laughs) – Kind of just want to get, like, neutral ones that can, like, be worn whenever, but. Yeah, I asked um, Santa Claus to put some cute masks in my
0: stocking, (laughs) which is so 2020. Um, But speaking of 2020, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have not worn jeans since my birthday, which was, in fact, a month ago. But why would I wear jeans in my own home? That's barbaric. I'm not going to do it. So I've been wearing leggings, of course, and I just need to shout out my absolute favorite leggings are from Fabletics and Airy. They just make the best leggings. Fabletics are a bit more like compression leggings, so they're more of that like cottony spandex. They really suck in in all the right places, and I just, I love them. You can literally get them for $12 each. They do like two for $24 if you sign up for their like VIP thing. And then just cancel it before like the actual charge goes through. But after you get your leggings. Um, <laughs> and then Aerie has some really nice. They're a lot more like lightweight. I think they're comparable to the um, Lululemon. Aligns. Aligns yeah, yeah. Where they're like that like naked feel. Yeah. Um, that's like all they wear. Yeah. But obviously they're a lot cheaper. I highly recommend checking out those. I always get the 7 length. If you're mm. like me and you have shorter legs. Definitely get the seven eighth length. Otherwise, I find that you have to like roll them up. (laughs) And that's just not a look. That's not what we're here for in 2020.
1: So my last one to close out the clothes, jewelry, accessories category. Oh, wait, did you change something on here? Did we not actually have any jewelry anymore? Oh, yeah. I changed the gold hoop earrings to knee high boots because I realized that I liked those more. (laughs) Fair enough. So just clothes and accessories, you guys. I wanted to mention seamless bralettes. 2020 has been the year of canceling the bra for me. I don't actually know if I'll ever fully return to wearing like a traditional wired bra again. Don't know why anyone ever does that unless you have like a big enough chest that you have to do that. Then I have sympathy. Um, But I am all about the seamless bralette thing. Like I feel like I see them a lot at TJ Maxx, but like that that very soft material, I don't really know how you would describe it, but huge fan. Just generally, like my favorite is any bra that's not a wired bra (laughs) because- Yeah, yeah. I- genuinely, without being dramatic at
0: all, could count on one hand the amount of times that I wore a bra with a wire in all of 2020. Literally. It's absolutely not for me. No. Um, But yeah, huge fan of bralettes. Huge fan. I feel like I am kind of like at the cusp of like boobs that are small enough to wear bralettes all the time and boobs that are
1: too big to (laughs) wear bralettes all the Mm -hmm. time, but I live that lifestyle anyways. (laughs) All right. Let's move into the food category. So I'll kick us off with sriracha. I feel like 2020 was the year that I really got into sriracha and I knew it was a thing. I've always known it was a thing. It was around me. My roommates had it, whatever. But 2020 was like the year that I boarded the sriracha train and I'm not getting off anytime soon. So. Absolutely not. Just hot sauce in general. Sriracha is like the superior of the hot sauces,
0: but hot sauce in general, man, it's so good. (laughs) staying on this spicy train. I've mentioned this in an episode not that long ago, but it really just rocked my world. It's the spicy fusilli pasta. I I just can't even explain how good it is. And it's foolproof because I made it twice and it tasted good both times, and I'll tell you what, that doesn't happen often. It really doesn't. I'm just obsessed. It's not even a little bit healthy for you. Don't we're not going to pretend that it's healthy, but it's
1: good for the soul, and so it's good enough for me. The next one for me is seltzer. I've always liked seltzer. I've always really enjoyed seltzer, but I feel like 2020 is the year that like, I get really frustrated if there is not a can of seltzer in the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like I probably drink two seltzers a day on average. (laughs) Which I know it's apparently like not good for your teeth and um, like your urinary tract. Like it, it doesn't substitute water. Apparently like the way that I've always thought about it is like, oh, it's just like I'm getting hydrated, but it's fun and bubbly. Like apparently no, apparently like, You still need to drink regular still water to like be hydrated. I don't know the science, but I literally love anything bubbly. Like I always prefer like bubbly wines and everything. So huge seltzer, girl. Huge.
0: Yeah. I had heard that it's not that good for your teeth. Um, I didn't know that it like wasn't as hydrating because isn't it just.
1: I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Can a scientist please (laughs) explain this to me?
0: (laughs) My next favorite is more of an appliance and I've definitely talked about this before. I talk about it to all my friends. It's like my, like the actual love of my life at this point and it is my air fryer. I can't even explain how life-changing getting an air fryer was. Like It was a cultural reset in my own life Mm -hmm. to get an air fryer because literally everything is better cooked out of the air fryer. I use it, my family actually, we literally use it at least once a day if not more. It just, it's so fast. It gets your food so crispy and good. And I'm just obsessed. I just love it. It's,
1: if you haven't gotten one, like you really need to. (laughs) I should add it to my Christmas list. My next one and the last one in the food category is figuring out how to make, I said good. I think I'll rephrase to decent coffee at home. Um, because I feel like I would justify going out for coffee all the time because it just tasted so much better. Like, yeah. you couldn't even. it just tasted so much better. Yeah, but I figured out a couple things that like help me make coffee at home that like justifies going out just a little less, mm-hmm. and um, it includes buying like flavored syrups. I never used to do that, um, and it definitely makes your coffee like less healthy. Um, so it's not like an everyday thing for me, but if I'm ever tempted to like go out and buy a Starbucks drink or whatever, it's like, no, I can have caramel macchiato at home, you know? <laughs> um, and then also using the Nespresso. I didn't have an Nespresso at school, but I do have one at home. It's my dad. So thanks, dad. And I just feel like getting good oat milk, like getting like Oatly Barista, like get all the coffee supplies so that you won't be tempted to leave and get pay like $6 every time. Yeah. But that's been a game changer for me in 2020 because obviously we're trying to go out less in general. So figuring out like a good cold brew routine, a good like latte routine. It's really been chef's kiss. Yeah, definitely
0: figuring out how to make iced coffee at home has been like crucial. So that is everything for our food category. So moving into the lifestyle category, my first favorite is a textbook stand from Amazon. (laughs) So it basically like folds up and you can unfold it and it like hold your textbook open so that you don't get I think it's called like tech neck or something like that where you're like constantly like looking like downwards towards like screens or books you can get like a lump in the back of your neck and what? it's obviously not great for your posture yeah I just I learned love- about this yeah it's like a thing um and obviously just in general, it's not good for your posture to be like hunched over a book. So I don't use it a ton when I'm like actually doing reading because I highlight, I take notes in the margins, things like that. And that's just harder to do. But I really like it for class because I can literally have my laptop with Zoom open and have my textbook upright so that if I get cold called, I just can immediately look to my reading and it's right there and I'm not fumbling through pages or looking down and... I just find it to be a nice, smooth transition. And it was like 8 bucks on Amazon. So
1: highly recommend. Nice. My first suggestion for the lifestyle favorites is our Muji pens. Um, so if you guys aren't familiar with Muji, it's a Japanese store. I'm not really sure how like widespread they are in the US slash around the world, but there is a storefront in Boston that I would go to decently often. And then you can order online. Um, and I like Muji pens for a couple reasons. Number one, they're really durable. So like once you buy the actual pen body, you only ever have to buy the refills. You don't have to ever buy the pen body again.
0: Mm-hmm. Two,
1: they're like really affordable for nice pens, I think. Like they're less than $3 each. It's not like you're getting like super nice like specialty pens. And I also like that they have a lot of different um, – I guess what would you call that? Like diameters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Tips. Like, you know. Yeah, like tip sizes. Um, And then lastly, I like them because I'm trying to get a little more into, like, calligraphy Mm -hmm. stuff. And they're just really, like, nice pens. Like, don't run through paper. Like, yeah. Yeah. I really like Muji pens. I think they're worth ordering online if you don't have one close to you. And I'm not, like, a snob about pens. Like, you know, some people, like, have their pens and they, like, never want to write with other pens. I'm not really like that. I just recognize that these pens are, like, elite. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. So. I'm the same as you. I don't like, I don't discriminate against pens, but these pens are really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so not my next favorite, and I'll go through this quickly because I just recently raved about it, but it is the Peloton. I'm literally obsessed. If you have one, Cody Rigsby is my favorite instructor. He is so much fun, and I get so excited to work out. Um, I also love Ally Love. Uh, but just in general, because I know the Peloton is like crazy expensive and believe me it is not my peloton it is my dad's peloton and i'm just using it while i'm home um but just finding a workout routine that like makes you excited to move your body i think is like so important and i'm very happy that this year i found something that like i am actually
1: excited to do um my next one is herbal and well just like tinctures in general i guess if you don't know what a tincture is it's like when you get something with that little eyedropper bottle mm-hmm. They're usually like an ounce or two. Like they're not very big. Um, And I specifically like herbal tinctures for like different remedies. Um, It's kind of like a more direct form of absorption for a lot of herbal medicines. So better than taking like a capsule or like in a tea or something like that. It's a quicker absorption. So um, also CBD. I have a CBD tincture that I like a lot. Um, so like some of my favorites are like maca. I like kind of like elderflower and stuff like that for when you're getting sick. There's like nettle root, like specific stuff for when you're getting sick. Um, and then I have one that's like kava. So yeah, I have like a whole little apothecary going on in my room, but I love it. So you can either like just put it under your tongue or you can add it to a tea if it like tastes bad or whatever. But in my experience, they don't usually have too strong of a taste. I feel like I just in general have gotten a lot more into like herbal medicine this year. Not that I like don't trust western medicine like at all, like I totally do. <laughs> I feel like there's kind of like a polarizing thing about that. Yeah. Like I 100% trust like doctors and antibiotics and like all of the like medical progress that's been made, but yeah. I just think like when you can combat like more preventative measures with herbal supplements, it's better than like pumping your body with extra things. No, I
0: agree with that. I have a um I have a CBD pen highly recommend. CBD is so good for my anxious gals out there to Mm -hmm. just like (laughs) rail yourself in a little bit. But my next one is very 2020 specific and it is the Trader Joe's spray on hand sanitizer and really just like spray on hand sanitizer in general. I think it's so innovative and efficient Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: you literally just spray it on your hands and you're done. Um, So yeah, the Trader Joe's one, I think it smells like Sprite. Which I enjoy because I enjoy Sprite. Uh, we have noticed though that some batches smell bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of them smell like straight tequila, like spoiled tequila sunrise. Yeah, and then some of them smell like beautiful floral, like citrus beauty. So it's like very yeah. strange. But but if you get a
0: good batch, it's a good batch.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. My next one and closing out the lifestyle category is I just grouped it like meditating, yoga, stretching. Just like trying to incorporate more like mindfulness related activities, Um, especially because I feel like I used to have stretching like embedded in my routine a bit more when I was dancing more often, because like you kind of had to like stretch and warm up to dance well. Um, And now that I don't have dance on a regular basis, I feel like my body was really like tight for a while until I realized that I was missing that part of my life. So yeah, just trying to like have a somewhat regular stretching routine. Maybe you like do a little headspace meditation at the same time. doesn't have to be like a formal sun salutation or anything like that, but I think it's a good habit that people like often don't think of. Yeah, for sure. So that is it for the lifestyle category. Let's move into tech. We still have like a decent amount to go. So I, know. <laughs> I hope you guys are cozied up or like on a walk <laughs> or something. So my first one for tech is my assorted camera. So this is like a very recent thing. Um, I don't even think I've updated But I I remember I said a while ago that I was looking for a camera and I have since purchased one. I'm going to make it my like weekend review at some point because I'm still very much getting used to my newer one. But I have um, a Panasonic G7 for my nicer camera and a couple lenses, if you are interested, DM me. And then I also got a Olympus, like very old school, like 1998 or nine film camera that I've been having fun with. But I feel like this year has just made me want to not like capture the memories, because I don't think these are like fond memories that we're going to look back on necessarily. But I think it's like a very defining time in history. And I feel like this year is the first time that I've really wanted to like preserve how that looks. For sure. My next fave, I've
0: talked about again, so I won't
1: Beat a dead horse,
0: but it is my iPad and my Apple Pencil. For new listeners, I have the seventh generation iPad with the first generation Apple Pencil, I think, um, or whichever one is compatible with the seventh generation iPad. I use it to take notes in law school. It is literally so efficient. And I'm finding that my absolute favorite thing about taking notes with my iPad is that I use um, GoodNotes, the app GoodNotes to take notes. And with that app, you can search through your notes. So you get the benefit of handwriting your notes, which like so many studies show that like handwriting your notes helps you retain information better. So you get that benefit. But like I'm studying for finals right now, if I wanted to go over personal jurisdiction and wanted to find in my notes where that is, I can literally search my handwritten notes and like it's able to detect where I wrote personal jurisdiction so I can go back. So I feel like that's so helpful because I just remember so many finals where I'm like, rummaging through my notebook being like, I know I took notes on this somewhere. Just like, where is it? Um, So yeah, highly recommend if you're a student that you look into investing in one of these. I think the iPad was like $300 and the Apple Pencil is like an extra $100, but it offsets having to get like notebooks every year. So highly recommend.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's really not too bad. I kind of thought that the iPad was more than that. My next one is finally getting multiple monitors set up for work from home. And I had to get like a specific adapter thing in order to be able to do this. So I guess that is like technically my favorite is like this little adapter that has enabled me because for the longest time I had my laptop in front of two like disconnected monitors that have been in this office for however long. And I just never had a way to connect to them because I have that MacBook that only has like the two ports, like the charging mm-hmm. ports and then the headphone jack and that's it. So I have to get an adapter for everything, which was never really a problem until recently. Um, So I got this big heavy duty jack of all trades, like adapter thing. So it has like a bunch of, I don't even know what that is called, like the HDMI ports. And then also yeah. like USB, SD card, which is great for my camera, like an ethernet thing, like It just has all the things and it's been really helpful to have multiple screens. I have three screens now and I usually use two of them for productive stuff and then the other one I'll put on like a nice little scene or like a Yule log or something like that, (laughs) but big fan.
0: Yeah, I also use, I have my laptop and then one extra screen and it's definitely super efficient to be able to like spread documents out Mm -hmm. and look at things at the same time. So my last tech favorite is an app. It's called Focus Keeper. And what it is, is essentially just like a timer that follows the Pomodoro method, which we talked about in our finals episode, I'm pretty sure, our preparing Mm -hmm. finals episode. So it's this idea that you study for 25 minutes and then you take a five minute break, you do that four times, and then you get a longer like 25 to 30 minute break. And the app just has those times built in. So you'll hit play, it'll go for 25 minutes, it'll alert you when that's over, give you five minutes. So it's kind of like taking like the thinking out of using the Pomodoro method. So I highly recommend it. I think it's free. Nice.
1: I would just use the like default timer, but that mm-hmm. sounds clutch. Yeah. My last one and the one to close out the tech category is Audacity. So if you guys are like at all into podcast producing or like any sort of audio editing, you probably know Audacity. Um, and I really like it because I am just astounded that this is still a free like open source application for anyone to download. I really don't imagine myself ever upgrading to anything. Like I feel like it truly has like all the audio editing tools that I'll need mm-hmm. and it's free. It's not like the most like sparkly, like user-friendly thing ever. Like it yeah. definitely takes a little bit of getting used to, Um, but I really like it. And if you have a podcast and you don't edit with Audacity, like if you just edit in like your distribution platform or something like that I really do think it kind of takes your show to the next level you have a little more control over your sound you can get rid of like background noise stuff like that um yeah. so yeah big fan
0: yeah I will say I am like so technically challenged especially for a general Zer. but even I could figure out how to edit on Audacity so it's definitely not the most user-friendly but like it is 100% attainable and I agree it kind of gives you that just like notch up in editing ability but yeah that's everything that we have for the tech category so now moving into more of our um content favorites we're going to start with podcasts i wanted to mention my two favorite podcasts for more like news related things are wait wait don't tell me by npr and the daily by the new york times so wait wait don't tell me is like a, a a Daily News Quiz, I think it's daily or maybe it's weekly. But NPR hosts it. I'm pretty sure it like actually airs on the radio and then they also just upload it to like podcast platforms. Yeah, I think it's really funny. The guy that hosts it like makes really funny jokes about um just like current events that are going on. Uh and they always have a guest on for each episode. So like half the episode will be people calling in and playing uh and then the other half is the like guest playing and they do like a little interview. So I think it's a fun way to spice up where you get your news. Uh, and then the daily is more of like a straightforward, like here's what you need to know about what the heck is happening today. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I listened to the daily, Michael Bavaro, my King. Oh. Um, but I have not listened to, wait, wait, don't tell me. I didn't realize it was like a quiz. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. My podcast suggestion is thick and thin with Katie Bilotti. Um, and this is definitely like, I guess more of like a self-care, like indulgent type podcast. Like I feel like she gets like very candid on it and she tells a lot of stories about like history. So yeah, I just think it's a good feel good one. My one complaint about this podcast is that she posts on Thursdays, but like not at any specific time. Like I think she actually records edits and uploads on Thursdays. So like you never really know when you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Which I don't like. I kind of like waking up with a new podcast and listening to it. Yeah. To what you could say, Anya, just wake up on Friday and listen to it. Which is a fair comeback. But <laughs> that's just – that's my opinion. But yeah, I like it overall.
0: Yeah. No, her podcast is really, really good. Really well – very well thought out, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, My next podcast favorite I've talked about before, it's You Can Sit With Us, which is – hosted by the wives of the Try Guys. I'm a huge Try Guys fan. I love their videos. I think they're super funny. And I also think their wives are really funny. Um, And I listen to them every Tuesday. That's when their episodes come out, every Tuesday at lunch. They record their um like recording sessions too. So I watch them on YouTube and they're just, you know, they're living completely different lives than I am. <laughs> and I just like that. Like I like being able to like, escape especially tuesdays are my long day of classes so i like being able to like take myself out of like law school and class and all of that and just listen to four really smart really funny women talk about what's going on in their lives so i highly recommend
1: my next one is definitely not like a 2020 exclusive Mm -hmm. favorite this is the first podcast that i ever listened to back in like 2016 or 2017 and it's just been like an og ever since stuff you should know really a classic I just love like dorky information like that. So it's really up my alley. And some people think that the guys are like, like I once had a friend that told me that she thought that they were kind of like sleepy, like hard to listen to, like not that exciting. But I disagree. I like Josh and Chuck. So (laughs) would highly recommend if you don't already listen. But I feel like you probably do because it's like been in the top 10 podcasts for like literally over a decade now. So (laughs) yeah, I know it. (laughs) It's a good one too,
0: even if... Like you don't even have to listen to it every single week. Like you can just find ones that pique your interest. Um, yeah. Which I think is always nice. Um, my last podcast favorite is called Fridays at Five. And this actually came out one of my favorite YouTubers who just recently graduated law school and took the bar exam. Uh, she started a podcast with her best friend. Sounds a little familiar. Hmm. Um, and they just talk about they both so her friend is um three years younger. Than her. So her friend just graduated undergrad with a nursing degree. And then uh the YouTuber, her name's Grace, she just graduated law school. So they're talking about how like they're both now at a point in their lives where they're working full time. So the whole idea is like, here's what we talk about when we're like getting drinks Fridays at five. Um oh, that's cute. just to like talk about what's going on in their lives. So yeah, I really like it. It literally just came out like A few months ago, and I'm a big fan of Grace's YouTube channel, so I was very excited to see that she came out with a podcast as well.
1: That's a cute name. I'm into it. Um, my last one in the one to end the podcast category is Acting My Age with Rohini Elise. I think we've talked about Rohini before. Um, I just think she's a really cool gal. She talks a lot about like spirituality and religion and astrology and wellness. So Um, I think she covers like a good variety of topics and I just like her as a content creator in general. So speaking of content creators, let's move (laughs) into the influencers category. So I guess this kind of encompasses like Instagram and YouTube for the most part. Um, so my first one, you probably know her. She's like, I feel like she has a similar audience to us. Um, Margot Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always said for like years now that I feel like if there was going to be one kind of like internet personality that I was going to be friends with in real life, it would be Margot. I think mostly because she's from New England. So we kind of have that like Mm -hmm. vibe in common and she's just like a very chill person. I think she's very, very down to earth. Yeah. Um, just like a general cool girl. And I think she's been really honest about like the 2020 graduation experience as well. Um, so I always am excited to see her content and I, she works at a startup. I love startups. Like, I just think we have a lot in common. So Marco, I'm like, hit me up. I like actually want to be her friend because I think we would get along really well. So it's nice to watch her videos and feel like I'm kind of watching a friend.
0: Yeah, no, I honestly, I feel like I have the same experience. I texted you a few days ago, actually. And I was like, I just really look up to Margot Lee. She's like one Mm -hmm. of those people that you're like, I'm proud to like, enjoy your content. Like, I'm proud to, like, tell people about your content because, like, she's just doing such a good job. So my next one is definitely a 2020 staple, I think, for a lot of people because she really blew up this year. It's Kelly Stamps. And the best way I can describe her is it's like a character from The Office just got, like, pulled out of that universe and put into, like, the real world. She's just got that, like, really dry sense of humor that, like, If you're not into dry humor at all, you'll probably be like, who is this girl? But if you're into dry humor, I think she's so funny. And I think she's really creative and innovative with what she puts on her channel. So if you haven't checked her out, definitely, definitely check her
1: out. Um, My next one, it's actually two couples, but I just think that they're similar enough to kind of bucket into one suggestion. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're two kind of like former travel vloggers turned like non because of quarantine. Um, but the first couple is Kara and Nate. And then the second couple is Eamon and Beck. And so Kara and Nate were, um, international full-time travelers. They just hit a hundred countries back in December of last year. And now they're doing full-time van life and traveling across the U S and then Eamon and Beck were full-time van lifers for the longest time. And then they actually had to leave their van in, um, Morocco, I believe when everything happened in March. And so since then they've bought A cabin in the woods in Canada. um, And they're remodeling it from the ground up, which is something that, like, I really want to do. I love, obviously, you guys know I love, like, the lake house. I love cabins. I love that vibe in general. So it's really cool to watch them spruce this place up. Um, So yeah, I really like both of them. I feel like it's fun to, like, both watch their older videos of when they were traveling and kind of, like, relive that stuff with them, but also see how they've pivoted their lives now because obviously they can't do what they're passionate about. So yeah, I just like them both as couples. I think they're both really cool. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, So my next uh, influencer, I talked about her on an episode, uh, but it's Carrie Dayton. And I just really like her because she's very like body positive. Like when I'm feeling insecure about my body, I go to Carrie Dayton and she reminds me that I'm so much more than what I look like. So I definitely recommend her if you're kind of going through that body positivity and confidence journey.
1: Definitely check her out. She can help you out along the way. Um, My next one is the Sorry Girls. And if you guys don't know who they are, um, their names are Kelsey and Becky and they are Canadian. Wow, I must just love Canadians. It's true. Um, They're Canadian YouTubers that focus on um, like DIYs and like home renovation type content. Um, And it's interesting because they actually met in film school. Like they both did their undergrad in film But now they pursue this whole like lifestyle DIY brand full time. And they have like a gorgeous office space. And I just really like watching. They're like so creative when it comes to their DIYs. And they're all pretty like achievable, to be honest. Um, So yeah, I really like like their content. So my next
0: one, I actually started, I only follow her on Instagram. She doesn't have a YouTube or anything. And I'm pretty sure she's one of the co-hosts of the show Catfish on MTV. Oh, really? Which I don't. (laughs) Watch religiously,
1: like Neve. Yeah, Niamh.
0: yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Which we stand, Neve. Neve is a king. <laughs> who was the other guy? I don't know. I know who you're talking about, but I don't Niamh? know his name.
1: Matt right, we'll or something play. like that. Max. 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 Max.
0: Yeah, Max is still there. They've just added this girl. It's oh. Cami Crawford. Um, I started following her actually uh, back when the Black Lives Matter movement really gained a lot of steam. I saw a few influencers that I followed on Instagram suggesting following her, and I really was taking, like, diversifying my feed and who I follow very seriously. So I followed her, and overall, not only does she, like, dedicate her Instagram account to, like, very educational um, stories and posts, considering that, like, she is kind of an entertainment personality, I think she does such a great job of being super educational and also being very realistic. Like her, I was watching her stories religiously during like the election week because her like responses to everything were just so funny and so relatable. Um, so I highly recommend following her. She posts some really great content. And I mean, if you're a fan of catfish, I guess you're like, Kylie, you are late to the game.
1: <laughs> um, my last influencer recommendation and in closing out this section is Moya Moya she actually never says her last name. I think it's pronounced Mawini, Mawini. Um, so she is an Irish YouTuber and she goes to Trinity college in Dublin. So, um, I really like her editing style. She's actually like new to YouTube. I think she really just started in like March, but really blew up. Um, and I think her content like really inspires me to want to like romanticize my life. I think she does a really good job at like I don't want to say like painting a pretty picture because that makes it sound like she doesn't show the more vulnerable stuff, but she does. Mm -hmm. But I just think she makes, she puts things together and like ties it up with a bow, like really nicely. Mm -hmm. And she almost makes me like nostalgic for college, even though it literally just ended like the way that she shows her friends and like the things that they get up to, I think is really cool. Um, So yeah, I just think she's a really cool person in general. And her accent is like very interesting because she's from Belfast, but goes to school in Dublin. See, I like her a lot.
0: Yeah, I'll have to check her out.
1: Um, So moving into the movies and
0: shows category, I want to start with the, I believe it's a Netflix original. It's called When They See Us. I don't think it came out this year. I think it came out in 2019. But again, I watched this um, particularly when the Black Lives Matter movement was really picking up steam. Um, And it isn't a documentary, but it's based on the story of the Exonerated Five, who were five Black and Latino men who were wrongfully accused of raping a white woman in Central Mm -hmm. Park. Um, And they had served prison sentences as literal children for this crime that they didn't commit. And I just, it was so, so, so well done. And it was so heartbreaking and so hard to watch, but I think so important at the same time. Um, So I highly recommend if you haven't seen it yet, definitely sit yourself down. Know that it's going to be a bit of a Um, it's not a a light watch by any means, but I still think it's super important for everyone to see.
1: I actually don't know if I've heard of that, so I'll have to check it out. Really?
0: Yeah, you'll have to check it out. I think it's, like, a four-part series.
1: My recommendation is Mad Men. You guys might remember I watched all of Mad Men, like, in, like, from March to May, I think, Mm -hmm. which is pretty insane because it's, like, a super long show. I was running for, like, a, I don't even know, like, seven years or something, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm a huge fan. I really think they portrayed that 60s era with, like, a realistic but, like, not rosy lens. Like, I think they did a really good job with that era. And the fashion is really cool to see. And the story is just really good. Yeah, I just think it's, like, a well-done, quote-unquote, like, drama, I guess. Um, And I would totally rewatch it. I low-key want to start rewatching it already.
0: <laughs> yeah, I... Really should see it. I feel like I'd like that show a lot. And I have seen it's like so actually good. zero minutes of it. My next favorite is Emily in Paris. I feel like this show really blew up like pretty recently. I had heard it be compared to like Sex in the City, like kind of those vibes. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's more I don't even know what it reminds me of. Um, but it's just it's not winning any Emmys by any means. Like it's not Going to be like the standout during awards season, but it's a really nice like light um, watch, and I really like the fashion in it, and I think it's really fun. So yeah.
1: Did you know that it's supposed to be pronounced Emily Impeli? Yeah, I saw a TikTok <laughs> about that. So, I mean, yeah. it totally is. I sure. feel like. Um. So this might be an obvious one to you guys. We talked. We talked a lot about it. Call me by your name. I just think <laughs> this movie, like really defined like my May, June experience of this year. Like everything I did, I kind of had like uh, somewhere in Northern Italy, like in the back of my mind. (laughs) Um, And I'm actually looking at an embroidery that I did during that time frame of a peach. So if you know, you know, huge fan. Honestly, like beautiful artistry in that movie. Shot on 35 millimeter film, gorgeously done.
0: Yeah, it really, I mean, Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer. Truly what more could you want? what more could you want timothy chalamet during the election <laughs> when georgia turns blue i saw, blue, I saw posted on his story a picture from the peach scene because of like georgia peaches and that sent me sent yeah me. i haven't so come rude. down from the high that i <laughs> gave me my last favorite and the last favorite for this category is the show you yes
1: this show really rocks your world. <laughs> yes. I totally would have put this if you didn't beat me to it. But important question, did you like season one or season two better? I liked season one better. Mm-hmm. But I still think
0: season two was really good. And if and when there's a season three, I will be watching it all in probably one day. So so moving into the books category, I wanted to highlight... Um, Again, I feel like I've said this a few times, but a lot of the content that I consumed this year was really centered around um, Black Lives Matter and just like really diversifying my perspective and like educating myself as much as possible. So I actually read The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander in like February of this year because I took a class at Assumption on racial and ethnic relations and this book was assigned and I was so Happy that this book was assigned to me, especially with how the year turned out, because I felt like I had um, some knowledge to carry with me to, you know, just guide through everything that we went through. Um, But if you haven't read it yet, I saw it everywhere on social media, so I really hope that you guys have read it or looked into it. Um, But it really dives into how mass incarceration has just been a continuation of slavery in this country. And I think it's really shocking and really eye-opening to read. So again, not to like be giving you guys favorites that like are harder to digest, but sometimes your favorite things need to be things that make you a better person.
1: You know what I mean? So definitely love that sentiment. Um, my I'm embarrassed to say that I don't really have any like real book favorites from this year. Um, I think like, I graduated and I was just not really in the mood to like be picking up books for the most part, but I did put a ton on my Christmas list. I'm hoping to get more into it in the new year. Um, But my book recommendation is like sort of more of a coffee table book, I guess you could say. It's called A Wilder Life by Celestine Maddy. And um, it's, it's all about like trying to get more in touch with nature and it breaks it down into a seasonal sections so there's like a winter spring summer fall section of the book and each section has like lots and lots of suggestions about ways to get more in touch with nature like keeping in mind that season um and so for example like it gives you like all of the produce that would be in season it gives you like activities to do outside so like for spring i think they recommend making like an elder elderberry or elderflower champagne and they tell you how to do that like ferment it the whole thing um and like in the winter they tell you how to like pickle stuff like it's just cool like seasonal activities to like really help you embrace whatever season of the year you're in and I like that they all have kind of like a crunchy granola undertone because it's kind of my vibe so yeah I really like it and it's just pretty like it's a very pretty book so I think when I eventually move out I'll have it on my coffee table in my apartment for sure
0: so my last favorite is Little Women by Louisa May Alcott this is a classic definitely did not come out in 2020 but After I saw Little Women, you know, the one with Timothy Chalamet, I was obviously obsessed for a plethora of reasons. And I also have a whole English degree, and I had never read Little Women, which I feel like would make English scholars across the country quake. Like, Hmm. it would make them so upset. Um, So I said, gosh darn it, Kylie, you need to read this book. And I did. And it was... Good. It's. I mean, it's a classic book. So if you're not like a a bookworm, if you're someone who needs like the most enticing of storylines to like get you through a book, I don't recommend picking this up. But I think it was just a nice experience, especially having seen the movie and like having those visuals to go off of, and just thinking of Timothy Chalamet every time I picked it up. That was enough for me,
1: and I'm happy now to say that I've read it. I think I read this like maybe sophomore year of high school. Yeah, I was never to find it. It's one of those things I like didn't appreciate at the time, you know, but I could probably find it in my bookshelf somewhere. Um so now we're getting into our last category. If you guys are still here, wow. <laughs> um thank you for listening to us ramble for so long. Um but this is kind of the activities and like new hobbies category. So, um I'll kick it off by saying thrifting. I don't think thrifting is necessarily new to me, but I think this is the first year that I've like very much looked look forward to going thrifting mm-hmm. by myself like as an activity um and like knowing which thrift stores are better than others like just being more aware of it like in this area I like feel like it was kind of tough when I was in school in Boston because be very straightforward like a lot of the thrift stores are very gentrified there um and it was tough to like both find good pieces but also it's like I didn't really want to be part of that problem like I felt like there mm-hmm. were a lot of people shopping especially like Northeastern Borders, Roxbury, like there was a lot of people that like probably actually needed to be shopping at the thrift store, especially for like jackets and like those types of things. So I feel a lot better about doing it around here yeah. and I just look forward to it a lot. And I've been finding like really good, fun pieces. So yeah, it's been a fun thing to pick up.
0: There's nothing more thrilling than like thrifting one of your like favorite pieces. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's the best. Um, My first activities favorite is Procreate. As you guys know, I use Procreate a lot um, for our social media. Not so much now. We've kind of shifted into using Canva a lot. Um, But especially starting out, I was using Procreate for literally everything. I just think it's really fun. It got me in touch with my artsy side, my creative side. It's another great way to use the iPad and Apple Pencil. (laughs) So yeah, I highly recommend if you're into like art and doodling and things like that and you have an iPad... It's like ten bucks, and I think it's completely worth it. Like a coloring book would be ten bucks, or like a sketch pad and like pencils would probably be. $10, yeah. So
1: definitely, my next one is embroidery. You guys probably saw this one coming, but this is a hobby that I like truly picked up in twenty twenty. Like never even thought about embroidering prior to this year. Um, but it was a very good quarantine hobby, and I feel like I'm not too by on heart but I feel like I'm somewhat decent. I mean, I don't know, like that many stitches in the grand scheme of like all embroidery but I feel like I'm pretty decent at the stitches that I do know so yeah I'm excited to keep going keep embroidering stuff maybe get into some more like higher stake items like some Levi's or like a backpack or something
0: um so my last favorite of the
1: episode
0: is journaling which you guys aren't going to be surprised about considering we just did a whole episode on journaling but I feel like 2020 was the year that I really got back into it and started looking at it as a really good resource just to like get my thoughts on the paper. I feel like we've all been encompassed by just so many thoughts about what's gone on this year. So it's been really nice to utilize journaling just to like get everything out of my head. And I'm hopeful that kind of once my semester is over and I have a bit more free time that I can get into more uh, creative and artistic forms of journaling as well. So yeah,
1: definitely. And I will end off this episode in sort of a full circle way here because the last activity hobby that I wanted to call out was this podcast. and like really building this brand, you could say, like from the ground up. Um, I think like it figuring out like all of the logistics around like actually recording the podcasts has been like one fun part, but also just like we literally have like brand guide deck from like, April that I I think would be interesting to look back at now that just said like names that we were thinking of and colors that we were thinking of and all these things. So it's cool to see it like have what I feel like is like a somewhat sort of like solid, cohesive brand at this point um, and just keep growing. So if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, just do it. I think that's like the advice that everyone, any like content creator that we have on the show has said is like, just start now. Like you don't have to be perfect, but you just have to start. So yeah, that goes for like podcast, YouTube, whatever you want to do, just yeah. start.
0: Yeah. And I'm really excited for us to have like when we're like 30 and 40 and you know what I mean? Just like throughout our lives, we're going to be able to like look back and be like, have this like audio Time diary kept, yeah. of what our lives were like. So I think that's, that's really cool. For sure.
1: So if you've made it this far, whew,
0: You're we should one. give
1: you like, yeah, we should give you like a secret word to DM us and you can like win a prize or something because <laughs> this has really been a journey. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, follow our Instagram, TikTok. What else? Is that it? I think that's it. Just leave us suggestions
0: in the anonymous suggestion box or DM us at any time. Leave us a five-star review. Yeah. And yeah, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Talk soon. Bye, guys. Bye.